0: Episode 330 of the Biz Talk podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm editor Kirk Seminoff. Well, it's a fascinating and, to some, frustrating story that has been building in East Wichita over the past couple of years. The Calamar development on 127th Street East, just north of 21st. is supposed to be an apartment complex for residents 55 and over, but it's been sitting mostly dormant and partially built for at least two to three years. Irritating neighbors and building at least some form of frustration with city and county development leaders. Managing Editor Shelby Kellerman, who first brought the story to readers last year and had a terrific follow-up story last week, joins me to talk about what is and isn't happening at Calamar. Shelby joins me in just a minute. But first, here's a look at what's in this week's edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Our cover story this week is an extended coverage of our recent ICT Summit, where we spent an entire day talking with community leaders about downtown Wichita, its successes, its challenges, and a vision for its future. It was a revealing and informative day and our reporters break down what was said. Our ICT Summit coverage begins on page 12. Our list this week is Women-Owned Businesses. See what businesses in the Wichita area are owned by women and learn about how women CEOs and owners are quick to advocate not only for themselves but for other women in business. The list is on page eight. Our Women Who Lead series continues this month with Women Who Lead in Technology. Meet these valuable and talented folks beginning on page 19. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 38. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Shelby Kellerman joins me, and besides being a managing editor extraordinaire, She's also our development beat writer for the community in the city, our healthcare beat writer. And it turns out she's our unfinished senior living complex beat writer. Shelby, thanks for joining me. How are you?
1: Uh, I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> this is just a fascinating story to me. And these stories don't come along often where you have uh, a complex development that just sits. Um, unimproved, and sits partially built for a long time. And what adds on to it here is it's in a very nice part of town. Um, let's start with how we got started with it. I believe I was the one who got an email a couple of years ago about, hey, there's this project out at 21st and 127 that's just sitting there. And you started doing some investigating after that. And kind of take us through the, how you started reporting it.
1: Yeah, I mean the the very first time we wrote about this project, I I did a story in July of 2020 when construction work really very first started. So they started work in June, actually, so the month previous, um, and so they started work. Um, they stopped around November of 2020, according to a timeline that has been provided to us from the city, um, and. So they stopped in November 2020, resumed again in 21 for a few months, and then since maybe July of 21, it's been fits and starts, right? So very limited presence at the site, um, if at all. It's just it's just been uh, very very slow progress. Um, so yeah, it was a year ago when we first did a story on, you know, what's what's happening here, what is going on, why is this. Uh, why is this project stalled um, you know homeowners were are of course growing frustrated they drive by it every day for the last three years now and it's basically looked the same um, so it was November of last year when we did a story we did another story shortly after that I believe in September or sorry December and then it's been now you know another almost full year um, and it's again looks about the same from when we last left it so um that's how long it's been it's been going on for and that's where we stand today
0: and if you haven't seen you know video of this on any of the tv stations or or any photos that we've had or if you don't drive by it it's it's a three-story senior living apartment complex that is the shape of it it's done it's 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 got a roof or most of a roof at least and it's built but it's green on the outside it's i'm not sure what they call the material that the green is do you know what the name of it is uh,
1: tyvex i believe Tybex. which is something i've had to learn a lot about <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's a kind of a dingy color of green that's all ar- all around the entire um, complex and that's what's been sitting there it's one thing i think if if neighbors would see drive by every day and see a mostly done uh complex that's just sitting there but this is more like halfway done um, and the way that these neighbors, you know, I have to think 95 to 97% of them drive south out of their Hawthorne neighborhood every day, instead of going north, farther north on, on 127th. they have to look at that twice a day then at least, if not more. And I can understand, you know, these are mm-hmm. homes north of this complex that range from high $300,000 to there's million dollar homes back there. Yeah. Um, so I can understand the irritation. Um, and that's how we first started hearing about it. So as you got into the reporting, go back to 2022 and Mm -hmm. and talk about how nothing was getting done and there was, there were some grumblings at that point.
1: Yes. Yeah. People were getting frustrated, um, starting to, you know, reach out to the city and the county and saying, you know, what, what is going on here? What can be done? Um, and so that's when conversations started around, you know, could this site be declared a nuisance? Or could this be declared blight? You know, what can we, can we, the neighbors, what they would like to see happen is the site declared blight, a nuisance, whatever it is, they would like to see it torn down and a new developer come in and rebuild it. Um, Now, in order for it to be a nuisance or blight, whatever it is, um, there's some some things that have to be declared uh, in order for it, for that to happen. There has to be some kind of contamination on the site, like erosion, or you know some kind of material that's dangerous. Um, it has to be abandoned or an insecure site. Um, there has to be either excessive storage or or junk on the site. Um, or if there's like tall grass that's attracting, you know, rats and bugs and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the city says that there have been two um, complaints filed uh, for those for that criteria. And so those things have been addressed. So at one point it was a vacant job site or it was unsecure. So since then they've put up fencing around the property. At one point, there was very tall grass. They've, they've, I guess, have done a, a good enough job of, of maintaining the grass out there. So because of that reason, it has not been declared blight or a nuisance. Um, and part of the reason, also, the city says that their hands are tied. You know, this is private property. It's been zoned for commercial use for a long time. Honestly, since the Hawthorne development was initially planned and built. So I think that was like early 2000s or maybe 1999. Um, so, and there's no economic incentives that are at play here. There's no, you know, public private partnership. So the city's ability to come in and say, you know, you need to sell this property. You can't be here. You know, you're not following the, the zoning, the right zoning for this property. There, there's nothing there that they can grasp onto to make this project either go away or speed it up or whatever it is. Um, Now, the thing that they can do is related to building permits, and that kind of brings us up to where we are now. So I'll talk about that. (laughs) Um, So as of right now, the city has extended their building permit uh, for 60 days, which normally it's like 180 days or six months. So the Calamar has until the end of October to address a series of repairs that need to be made because the structure has been exposed to the elements for a number of years and and is, would really no longer be considered you know structurally sound. So they can go in, make these repairs. Uh, an inspector will come out at the at the end of that that 60-day uh, timeline, make sure that those have been made, or at least that there's been progress made on that on that list of repairs. And then at that point, the city says they will probably continue to offer 30 or 60 day extensions in an effort to try to, you know, closely monitor the progress. And so those are the kinds of accommodations that are being made to try to make this progress, make prog- make this project make progress. Um, you know, I think that they've asked for a daily log of workers. Um, they're asking for breakdown costs of repairs, things like that. So. There are steps that are happening now um, to try to get this in the right direction. And we have seen crews out there making those repairs, probably more so than we've seen in a while.
0: I drove by this morning. I saw a truck driving into the the complex, and then I did see two guys on a crane or a smaller uh, smaller crane doing some work on one of the sides. Uh what is interesting to me about this story is you have a developer who is not from Wichita, from out of state, they're mm-hmm. from New York, New York, yep. And you know, you were told in 22 by the developer that yeah, we're we're going to move forward on this and move forward on this, and it if it happened, it was minute, you know, very minuscule progress was made. You have neighbors who are uh, upper middle class to to upper class to that are naturally irritated. And I think very, you know, they, they have reason to be, um, they have to drive by this every day and they just have to get agitated at why isn't there more progress or any progress, but there's also a third part of this. And then this is the city County, uh, leaders who have to kind of play it in the middle. I don't, I, I don't want to say, and they. I don't think they would say that their hands are tied here, but I think they, they, as you have pointed out, they have, not been over backwards, but they've done a lot to help Calamar along in the permitting process without absolutely closing them down and saying, you need to start over with the permitting process and all that. Um, what is your view, having talked with with Chris Labrum from MABCD about this recently, uh, he seemed like, you know, he he, ha- he was in the middle and he, he was expressing some frustration himself.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's just a very fascinating story. And it, it brings up a lot of questions, right, about the lines between private business and government and where those two things can cross. As I said, it's private property. You know, they can't come in and say, you have to sell this property. They they own the land. Um, and so, um, you know, they're, at a certain point, the city, the MABCD feels like if they go too far with putting down some kind of guideline or, you know, denying a building permit, you know, there's a risk of, of going to court over this at a certain point. And that risk is very real from what I've gathered. Um, and so their, their feeling is the best solution to this right now is just to have Calamar finish the project. That's, that's, you know, the quickest, the easiest solution for everybody in their eyes. Um, and so, um, but yeah, again, it's, and, and also the ability to, you know, bring, get, subcontractors and workers out on that site, you know, um, is Wichita welcoming to private developers from out of state? You know, it brings, it brings up a lot of those kinds of questions. Um, and so that's the balance here that we're looking at. And so it just, and it's playing out with this, with this project.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a a district advisory board meeting. That's, that's Wichita, city of Wichita, not the County for district two, which is Becky Tuttle's district, which, this development is in, that was, you, you mentioned that meeting, uh, it was a little bit heated, got a little bit heated, a little, uh, and and I think that what you heard from Becky Tuttle and talking with her, uh, one-on-one in an interview was that I get it, but there is only so much we can do because of permits and laws and things like that. You have to take it slowly. Um, what, what's her view and what does she want to see happen?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the the residents who showed up at that meeting, you know, expressed that they don't feel like there's anybody who's really advocating for them. Um, they're, like I said, just frustrated that this has dragged on for so long, and they just aren't. They don't like the answers that they're that they're getting right now. Um, but um, yeah, Becky Tuttle, you know, told me their frustrations are not lost on her. You know, she she hears it, she understands it. Um, but you know, the best they can do is monitor the situation really closely and again the the best solution she says is just to have them come in and bring it back into production and continue the work that that they've started.
0: It's one thing when you quote what somebody says and you put it into a newspaper or online you see the words but you hear what they say. Do do the three parties, city, county, that's one one party. Mm-hmm. Uh, irritated neighbors, second party, and the developer itself. Is there a reason for optimism? that it's going to get done this time when a year ago you reported the same thing and it it didn't get done.
1: I will say that, um, I have talked to different people at Calamar, um, and their messaging has, I think changed a little bit. I mean, they've always recognized that there were issues, but they were owning the fact a little bit more that, yeah, we've, you know, we realize that We haven't been a very good neighbor. um, And so I think they are more so aware of that now. I do know there was a meeting held um, Wednesday evening uh, that the residents called in Calamar and they uh, showed up and were answering questions. So, you know, there's, it seems like there is circumstances for there to be a resolution this time. And at least there is some we know of some monitoring, and the city and the, the MABCD has been more open, I think, about what the process looks like now than um, not that they weren't ever, but um, they've been very transparent. I think more so now than they have been about okay, these are the steps we're taking, and I think I think that that's super important because there's been a lot of misconceptions or just you know lack of knowledge or understanding of what this process looks like. I mean, even for me, you know, as a as a reporter looking at this. And so having them walk me through this situation has been really, I think, impactful and knowledgeable. And it just it just helps everybody understand what's going on versus, you know, not not commenting at all or, you know, ignoring the situation doesn't help anybody. So at least there's there's an environment where people are seem to be talking about it and maybe open to the idea of Calamore finishing this project. Mm-hmm.
0: It, to, to me, it's like um, the neighbors who are frustrated are like fans at a football game who don't understand why why a referee made a call. Exactly. Uh, it, it, it It's in the rule book this way, and the fan might not understand it's in the rule book this way. Sure. I always like to use sports analogies.
1: Well, and there's also instances of governments elsewhere around the country taking a more heavy-handed approach to this specific developer. So when you've got examples of that, you know, it, it just really... Adds to the fire. I think. Okay, how are we as a city handling this?
0: What are the next steps uh, that you'll be looking at, uh, in in what Calamar has to get done by a certain time, late October, right?
1: Yeah, October 29th, and then again, uh, it sounds like there will be another, you know, 30 or 60 day extension. Normally, a building permit is renewed for six months, and then after that, or around that six month mark, an inspector comes out, looks at the progress, says, okay, yes, everything is to code let's renew your building permit right and so that drags on for a commercial construction project you're you know you're usually looking at a couple you know for a couple years for a substantial you know large scope project like this um, so you know we'll be interested in finding out you know how many more extensions they end up getting um, I'd be interested to find out you know, Uh, what the cost breakdown ended up being on all these repairs they had to make. I mean, that's more money added to the overall capital project, which uh, initially back in 2020 was like 10 and a half million. So it'd be interesting to see how much they end up spending in the end on this. Um, So, you know, keeping an eye on that progress. um, Calamar has told us their updated timeline for completion is first quarter of 2024. Um, The previous completion target that they told us was May or June of 2023. Obviously that didn't happen. So, you know, just holding them accountable and, and making sure that they're following through on these steps. And then again, it's like, okay, well, what happens next?
0: Well, we know there will be a lot of uh, home calendars in Hawthorne with early part of 2024 circled for Calamar to be done with the project. <laughs> Shelby, I know you'll be keeping up on it. Thanks so much for explaining what's going on, which I think we both agree this is something we don't see very often in, you know, with business and development projects. So we wanted to talk about it today. Thanks so much.
1: Yep, happy to do it.
0: Well, that's it for Biz Talk this week. Episode 330. Shelby and the rest of the Business Journal staff will keep you updated with what's going on at Calamar and in other commercial real estate projects around our area. And you can check out all our podcast episodes at our BizTalk hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. BizTalk is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.